Uh, all right, so let's pray and uh, we'll get rock and rolling. Father God, I love you. Uh, I thank you for today. I thank you for uh, loving us, Lord. I thank you for the Passpoint class and uh, just their heart to serve, uh, Lord. I do thank you for the opportunities that uh, you give us to love on people. And uh, Lord, we thank you for those who uh, are here today and uh, those who uh, even aren't that are in the ministry uh, serving and doing whatever they're doing, Lord. I pray that uh, you just bless us today. Uh, Lord, I do pray that you would uh, bless this study of the book of Romans that uh, we are uh, just now uh, kind of departing with. And uh, Lord, I pray that it's your uh, mind. Lord, I pray that it's something that draws us closer together and that uh, that you get the honor and the glory for it, uh, God, because I really don't have anything to say. And uh, But I know you do, uh, and I think this is of you. So Lord, we do uh, pray for those in the, the body that are uh, hurting, Lord, with different things, Lord. We pray for uh, Pat's daughter. Uh, we pray for the transplant and the things that need to happen and uh, that you would just... Uh, uh, just be the healer, Lord. Pray for Randy uh, and Julie as he's got a scan coming up that you would just um, uh, give them the uh, the path uh, of treatment uh, moving forward with the brain tumor. And uh, Lord, we do remember the the Bonisons uh, as they are uh, now planning a funeral for uh, such a, a young baby. And uh, Lord, we do uh, thank you for their faith through this and uh, just their living testimony to uh, choose life uh, when they didn't have to, God. So, uh, Lord, we do. Uh, we pray for these things. We pray for the things that are upcoming with the VBS and the marriage conference and the ladies conference. And there's a lot going on, God, but I do pray that uh, it's all about you. So, Lord, I pray you speak to us today. Uh, in Christ's name, amen. All right, so uh, if you weren't here last week, uh, I'm not going to review because I don't have time to review, but uh, we're kind of doing things a little bit different, so uh, I would suggest you go back and catch the audio. It should be on the, the podcast or on the website or however you go about listening to things. Um, but anyway, so uh, the biggest differences are uh, we're going to try to get rolling at about 9.15 with announcements and uh, give us some time at the beginning to uh, do the prolonged announcements or uh, really what my heart uh, is for that is just a time to um, maybe pray together or uh, hear what God's doing in somebody's life. Uh, with this study uh, of Romans, there's going to be some uh, weekly tasks should you choose to do them. And so it's a time for us as a class to kind of ch- chat about those, to, to chat and talk, so to talk, uh, so to talk about those things. Uh, and so I didn't really give you a whole lot last week other than just to read uh, Romans uh, several times. And so is there anything that somebody, uh, and I don't expect anybody to jump out unless something did, but the, so did anybody do that? Did anybody actually take on what I what I suggested to do? Okay, did anything just like jump out at you? And it's just like, wow, I didn't, nothing at all. Man. I don't know that's all. It's a, I mean, it's a it's not commercial, it's but not it I, has to be because I know Meredith. <laughs> I didn't know Paul like addressed homosexuality and, and stuff like that. That was new. Oh, we're getting there. <laughs> not today, but it's coming soon. I, I was just surprised when I was reading. Yeah, that. so uh, that's probably. Uh, if things go well today, that's probably going to be on the... Well, we're going to check. Well, that'll be part of what we chat about next week. So, uh, yeah, Romans chapter 1 gets right into it. He doesn't waste any time, which, um, praise God, I, I would rather somebody be straight to the point. That's why I'm all about the way Paul did it. But anyway, like I said, I didn't give you a whole lot that... Uh, 
to do. There's going to be more um, coming. I actually, there's going to be something this week even that I think might be good if you choose to to really do it. So anyway, uh, Romans chapter one. Uh, I've got some. I got some things today, and I'm going to. So obviously, there's a list. There's always a list, uh, and there's 17 things, right? But 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 they're going to be very quick, right? And so I'm not even going to get to them first. For now, I want to just kind of read through this and chat about. It. It's just the kind of introduction. There's not a whole lot that happens in the introduction. I just kind of want to read through it, uh, give you kind of what he's saying, break it down a little bit. And then at the end, uh, I want you to just write down these 17 questions to ask yourself. Uh, that, Like I said, they'll be quick. I'm not going to like, you know, break down each and every one of them. They're pretty self-explanatory. They're right out of uh, what you see in the introduction here. And this kind of gets us off and running and rolling um, so we can really get into the meat of it uh, coming up. And so I really do have... Uh, a vision, I just, it's not clear yet of what this might, uh, be, uh, but it's a burden and so I'm, I'm excited about this and how it might, uh, really grow us as a class. So, anyway, so Romans chapter 1, let's just get right into this because, you know, I talked a lot about Romans last week, but we didn't even get into the text. And so, uh, Paul, so if you didn't know, Paul wrote Romans. There you go. That's your one thing you learned today. Uh, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, Separated into the gospel of God, so he's he's just like, hey, this is me. You got to figure these people didn't know a letter was coming, and so he's he's got to to at least explain himself a little bit of why I'm writing. And so that's why there's such an introduction because you got to figure they had no idea that a letter was coming. So it's not like he can just jump right into the doctrine stuff. Uh, he wants to let them know. So he's like, hey, I am a servant of Christ. I am called to be an apostle. I didn't choose this. It was a calling. Uh, separated under the gospel of God. Uh, and parentheses in verse 2, it says, uh, which he had promised afore by his prophets and holy scriptures. Um, verse 3, concerning his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. That's why I'm writing. Because I want to talk about Jesus, right? I wish uh, our lives... You know, this is kind of just going to be more of like a dialogue as I read this. Uh, uh, I wish in our lives um, this this would be more of us, right? Uh, hey, this is me. This is what I'm here for. Uh, and this is what I want to talk about. He doesn't get three verses in. He's like, I want to, I want to talk. I'm going to, this is what we're going to talk about. He says, uh, concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, which was made of the seed of David, according to the flesh. So he clarifies some doctrinal things very quickly. He's like, hey, don't forget, Jesus Christ came through the line of David. I've already lost my spot. I'm three verses in. Verse 4, and declared to be the son of God. He's talking about Jesus himself. So he says, hey, we're going to talk about Jesus, how he declared to be the Son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. So he's like, hey, this is how he did it. He declared to be the Son of God. And you know how he proved he was going to be the Son of God? Uh, he rose from the dead, just in case you didn't know that either, right? So he's pretty bold in the things that he's just kind of laying out there. And there's not a whole lot for me to say about this other than this is what he's saying. He's writing this letter. you got to remember that the Romans are not Jews, for the most part, right? So when he's writing to the Romans, you know, if we just got done, or Brian's preaching through Acts right now, right? And I just kind of talked through a little bit of uh, Acts recently. And Paul, I mean, he's got a burden for the Jews because he is a Jew, but he's also a Roman citizen, right? And so he needed to get to Rome. God told him to go to Rome. He just hadn't got there yet, right? So he's writing to the Gentiles. Remember, he is a apostle to the Gentiles, but man, he really loves the Jews because they're his people, right? That's no different than you really love your church family, right? You're really into the people that are the body of Christ, all these different things. But it doesn't change the fact that I've got a soft spot in my heart for my family. Even though, at the end of the day, 
Some of them are uh, of a different heart, right? But it doesn't change that the natural burden that I have, that, man, I want my family to be saved. You know, it doesn't change the fact that I'm going to do exactly what God called me to do. I'm going to come and I'm going to preach and I'm going to teach and I'm going to do the things that I'm called to do. But, man, I've got a burden for my people. And that's, that's kind of what you've got to always remember about Paul is he's going to do what he's told to do. Go to the Gentiles. But he's got a burden for the Jews. But okay, so he's writing to the Romans, just clarifying all this. He's writing to the uh, the Gentiles. Man, you don't have to get mad and throw it on the ground, Chris. Uh, so anyway, okay, so... <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> Verse 5. By whom we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for His name. So he's like, hey, uh, we're talking about Jesus. And he says we, knowing that he's talking to other believers, we've received grace by how? He says we've received grace and apostleship because we're obedient to the faith. Right? That's what he's saying. Man, he, is, he has heard good things about the Roman church. Right? And so he is, he is edifying them by the things he's heard. Verse 6, "...among whom you are also called of Jesus Christ." So he's like, hey, I'm not the only one that's called. You are too. Too often uh, we like to get that, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a listener, not a, not a hearer, right? Or I'm a listener, not a, you know, yeah, yeah, you are, but I'm not. No, he's like, hey, I'm all these things. Oh, yeah, you're called to do that too. He throws that out there. Verse 7, "...to all that be in Rome..." So he's writing to everybody. This, he's not exclusive to any one group of people. "...beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and Lord Jesus Christ." That was all one sentence, if you didn't know. right? That's a very long, uh, drawn-out... Right? He says all those things very quickly. Um, just kind of, hey, this is who I am. This is who I'm writing to. This is why I'm writing. Okay? So I know the introduction isn't like super awesome, but there's some things I'm going to pull out of this that will be good. Verse 8... First, so he's like, I said all that. Now here's what I want to say. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. Now think about that for a second. He's like, hey, I've never even been to Rome since I've been saved. right? I've never even seen your church. Whether they've got, I don't, I don't even know what it looked like. right? Whether it was a house church, whatever, I don't know. Whether there was a whole bunch of them or just a few of them, I, I honestly don't know at this point. Here's what I do know. The only things he's heard about these people are good things. It's not like the Corinthians where he's like, man, everything I've heard about you all is not good. Right? Uh, this, is the, this is the group of people you want to be involved with. Right? You don't want to be the Corinthian church where the only thing we hear are bad things. But he's only heard good things about it. Now, does that mean that only good things are happening? No. Philip very eloquently noticed uh, here later in chapter 1, we've already heard about some things that are going on, not in the church per se, but the world that they live in, not good, right? Sounds familiar, you know, not so great. But he's like, I thank God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. Verse 9, For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of His Son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers. He's like, man, uh, if you didn't know, you don't even really know me that well, but I pray for you guys every day. Right? Now, to some people, that might not seem like a big deal. You know, because some people throw that around all the time. Yeah, man, I pray for you. But then there's other times when I know when somebody says, man, I've been praying for you, and I know they're serious. And it's just like, it kind of hits a little closer at home because it's like, really? Because maybe I haven't been praying for you like I should. Or, more importantly, you're taking time out of your day to pray for me? That's humbling, right? And that's what he's saying to these guys. I pray for you guys every day. Think about that. 
who do you take time? Well, we'll get to that when I get to these questions. But who do you take time to pray for all the time, right? Every day. It's got to be something that's close to you, right? We'll get to that in a minute. Verse 10, making request, if by any means now at length I might have, I might have a prosperous journey by the will of God to come unto you. So he's like, hey, if you didn't know, I am coming. I promise. I've been trying to get there. It hasn't worked out. Uh, you know, I, I'm probably going to end up going to Jerusalem, which I shouldn't, right? He doesn't say that, but he does, and, and it takes him a little longer to get to Rome. But he's like, hey, uh, maybe you could pray about that, that I have a prosperous journey to get there. I want to get there to meet you guys. Verse 11, For I long to see you that I might impart unto you some spiritual gift to the end that you might be established. He's like, I want to get there. I want to see you. And man, I want to, I want to give you something. Right? Not that Paul is anything special, but he is an apostle. Right? Like, so that doesn't make him super special, but you know what it does? He is given... Uh, God has like downloaded information to this guy. And he's like, I, you guys are doing everything that you're supposed to be doing. So man, if I, if I gave you just a little bit of direction, you could you know, set this world on fire. It's no different than <clears throat> take uh, the pass point class. Take the church, for example. You can do all the right things, but if you don't come and you don't hear the Word of God and you're not taught the Word of God and you've only got what you knew, you're only going to go so far. When I got saved, I didn't know nothing. And that's, that's Jason language right there. I didn't know nothing about the Bible at all. I'm telling you, nothing. The simple stories in the Bible, I did not know them, right? You know, I, I've, I've, I've sat back and thought about this at times. Like, my kids, because they've grown up at HBF, and man, I'm telling you, I'm, you guys might not know this. Most of you do, because you're in the children's ministry. They teach the stinking word over there, right? Even with, like, the little lambs, we're in there, and I'm, I don't, what was the last thing we taught? I can't even remember. But it's like, sometimes it's like, I don't know how to make this apply to them, but I'm going to try. Right, so from the time that they can even babble to the time that you know they graduate out of the Ewing, they're taught a lot of Bible. My kids know more Bible, but there's times that like Brenton, because that's just how he is. You know, Brian's kind of more under. He will spout off some fact about one of the random kings, and I'm like, I don't even know that I knew that. Right now, I know some of it is because he, he takes a Bible class in school, but either way, I'm like, that's really cool. The fact is, he's like, hey, I want to, Paul's like, I want to come to you and I want to, I want to teach you something, right? That you can even, you know, more perfectly do what you're already doing. Not that you're doing anything wrong, but I want to teach you something. Verse 12, that is, that I might be comforted together with you by the mutual faith of you both and me. Isn't there something cool? Right? And so I'm, I'm doing this different. Usually I go through my list as I go, but I'm trying to get through this so I can circle back around and, and give you all 17 things, right? Isn't there something cool? about hanging out with like-minded people. Like, you know you've got a common bond. Like, I can only... And don't don't take this wrong, but we were having this conversation before. I can only take so much of certain lost people before. It's just like, all right, that'll do for today, right? Um, it's time to go back and... Isn't there something cool about hanging out with a group of people that you know are like-minded? Right? Does that mean that everything's perfect? No. I have bad days. Does that mean that we agree on everything? Well, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's not how that works either. Right? But there's something cool about knowing at the end of the day, like I know that this person would be there no matter what. Right? They would drop everything that they're doing. 
Not because we grew up together, but because at the end of the day, man, we've got the same last name, and it's Christian. Right? And so there's something that's just assuring with that. I just That's what he's talking about there. Verse 13, now I would not have you to be, or now I would not have you ignorant, brethren, that oftentimes I purposed to come unto you, but was led hitherto that I might have some fruit among you also, even among other Gentiles. He's like, so don't think that I didn't want to come before. It just didn't work out. I've been trying to get there for a long time. It just hasn't worked out. Remember, he was wanting to get to Rome on his second journey, his second missionary trip. Right? You go back to the book of Acts. He wanted to get there. And then what happened? You know, God gives him the. Macedonian vision, and he's like, oh, okay, so we're going to Asia. Okay, right? He doesn't say Asia, but that's the direction that he goes, right? And so you just got to know that he was headed there on his second trip, and it just didn't work out. Verse 14, I'm a debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, to the wise, to the unwise. So as much as in me, I'm ready to preach the gospel to you that are in Rome also. So that's kind of like his introduction. He's like, man, I am called and I'm going to, I'm going to teach and I'm going to preach to anybody who's going to hear it, right? I, it doesn't matter who you are. I don't care if you're smart, if you're dumb. I don't care if you, uh, have been to school, if you haven't. I don't care if you're a Jew or not. I don't care if, wh- whatever you are. Uh, man, I just want to come and I want to preach. That's, that's the kind of people I want to be surrounded by. Right? Too often, like, so we go evangelizing. Like, yeah, that house isn't going to work out. Well, why not? Well, you know. Well, that, that person, you know, when we would go to London, stand on the street. Like, cause, so you, you go to London, um, and you stand there, and so there's people. Thousands and thousands of people. Every day, they go up and down this, this main street, right? Shops on both sides. Um, it would, it would be comparable to the plaza, like, times 10 on a weekend like there's that many people and they're, they're traveling bus drops them off at the top of the street they go down to catch you know the subway by the tube or whatever they call it anyway they, so there's all these different things right um, and some people are shopping but you, and you stand there and you, you know you got your bright you know no religion just Jesus shirt on that's the way that Brian Clark does it but anyway and, and you like you catch yourself doing this you're watching way down the street and you're watching people and you're like okay that's the one well, you've watched ten other go by that they may have been the one you needed to share it with, right? And all you're doing is saying, hey, can I ask you a question? Right? Because out of the hundred times you ask that, you might get, well, it just depends. Sometimes you get none that want to hear anything. Um, or some will say, you just did. I'm like, well, you got me there. <laughs> right? So any of those things. But anyway, so too often we're like, we're waiting for the prime candidate. We're waiting for the right person. And guess what? God's like, hey, that's the person because they're here right now. You know, too often we're like, well, I don't need to share the gospel right now because uh, these people know it, or I don't need to do it right now because, no, God, that's who God's brought you right now. And I'm not saying that, and you guys know I'm not the, you know, beat you down the throat with the gospel kind of thing. But if you're never sharing the gospel, something's wrong, right? I'm all about making relationships with people um, and all these different things, but. Um, I'm talking a lot about Brian Clark today. One of the things that, that he said that really stuck with me was you could spend five years building a relationship with this guy, right? Our kids play soccer together or whatever. My kids don't play soccer, but our kids do something together and you're spending all this time trying to like gain the right, you know, have a relationship good enough to share the gospel with them just to find out that after all these years that you spent and you finally get the nerve to say, hey man, is there a time that we could get together and, you know, just, just chat about the Bible? And they would be like, no, I'm completely uninterested. Well, that's five wasted years of your life. Wouldn't it just be so much better to up front 
um, you know, hey, you know, would you be interested? Oh, well, no. Okay, well, that's cool. It doesn't mean that you know I hate you, but now you know where I stand. Uh, I would love to share the gospel, or I would love to talk about the Bible with you. And I know where you stand, and now I can go direct to somebody else. And then when something bad in your life happens, because that's what happens, right? When something bad happens, they know who they can come to. Right? So be careful with the, I want to build this really good relationship with them before I can share it. Right? Because that was something that Brian Clark shared with me that I was like, wow. Because that's, that's always been kind of me, right? I would rather, you know, have a really good relationship with you. Well, at the end of the day, you might be completely uninterested and I just wasted a whole lot of time. Right? And that's, we've only got so much time. So anyway, he says all of that to say, so as, so, as, uh, so as much as is in me, I'm ready to preach the gospel to you that are in Rome. I've been trying to get there, and here I come, right? Soon enough, right? I've been trying to get there. I've been praying for you. You guys are doing good, and this is the plan. So as much as is in me, I'm going to preach the gospel to you when I get there. Right? He says all that. So that's kind of your introduction. I do want to go two verses further, though, and then that'll be what we get today. And this is probably the most... Well-known verse in the book of Romans, right? Some people would call it the key verse of the book of Romans. I'll let you decide that later on when we uh, get into you breaking down the book of Romans. And you can decide it for yourself. I don't know that I would, but it, it's a good one, right? But anyway, Romans 1.16, right? If you're a Christian rap fan, this is where the 116 click came from, right? Uh, Romans 116, right? Uh, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. Verse 17, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. And he's like, hey, I've said all this, I'm coming, I want to get there, I'm going to preach, I'm ready. And here's what he says. And I've heard, like, it, it, like, it like brings chills to my back when I read that verse. Because it's like, too often we say, yeah, I'm not ashamed, but we live completely different. But if you mean it, if you mean the fact that I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, what does that mean in your life? Right? That should be a, a, a different assignment, and it might be some other time. But uh, not assignment, task. Right? Sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, we, don't, we don't give assignments in, in Passpoint. We give tasks. <laughs> anyway, uh, what does that mean in your life? That you're not ashamed of the gospel? Does that mean that you share the gospel with everybody? Well, no. Okay, well that doesn't mean that you're, you know, not all in. But how do you live your life? Are you ashamed of the gospel of Christ, man? He's like, it's the power of God and salvation to everyone that believeth. Notice that he says, and I think this is really cool, because too often our... Um, man, what do I do? Okay. Oh, yeah. Man, he's, he's coming up to take over. Right? <laughs> like, I'm not ashamed, but I'm kind of afraid. <laughs> No, it's all good. I'm just kidding. Um, just tell me next time I'll throw them at you. Um, he says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. And he says, and too often, like your John 3.16, you know, your really evangel, uh, evangelistic verses, they skip this point right here. He says, to the Jew first and also the Greek. Paul knows something, and this is one of the things that I promise you, you will know by the time we get through Romans. He knew what God was doing. And he knew the wholeness of what God had been trying to do and what God is going to do. Right? We know the theme of the Bible is a king and his kingdom. We know that God 
created Adam, uh, and then he gave him a wife because man, man can't do anything without a wife. I'm telling you, or at least I can't. I, don't, I mean, Chris is like the newest married guy. I'm like, do you know how you did anything before you were married? I know, man. I'm telling you, that's what happens. But no, so God creates Adam, and he. Uh, <laughs> He gives him a wife and he's like, hey, here's what I got for you. Here's a kingdom. It's a garden. All I want you to do is live in it. Except for this one thing. And what happens? We screw it up like we always do, right? You guys know the story. Okay. So fast forward uh, 6,000 years of human history or give or take. You know, we can argue about that some other time. But anyway, however many years have went by, God's getting ready to fulfill this plan. But it's always been to the Jews, right? Because Adam and Eve messed it up, right? So then he like tried again and the world was all jacked up. So he flooded the earth with Noah. And so finally he's like, okay, Abraham, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to establish a people, right? Genesis 12.1, fast, rewind, not fast forward, rewind, you know, two years ago when we were going through Genesis, right? The Abrahamic covenant. He's like, hey, you're going to be my people, right? And so without going back into that, God's chosen people are the Jews. Does that mean that we are screwed? No, right? I'm sorry for being just completely blunt, but no, that's not what that means, right? We are completely, um, I don't know a better word to say other than lucky, but the Jews messed up. Because if the Jews wouldn't have rejected Christ when He came, the Gentiles had no hope. We had no hope unless we were going to be a proselyte Jew and take on Judaism, right? But we wouldn't have known to do that. So anyway, but because of that, Christ came, he died for all sinners, right? And so you guys know that whole story. I'm kind of getting off track. But the whole point is, Paul understands that the gospel was for the Jew, right? Christ was for the Jew, but they missed it. And so because they missed it, it says, and also the Greek, right? To the Jew first and also the Greek. That, that phrase right there, and also the Greek, man, you ought to say hallelujah, right? You need to be like happier than, uh, I, don't, I don't even know, right? That's that phrase, right? Because if it wasn't for that, God had a plan for the Jews. And I wasn't born a Jew. But guess what? Christ knew. They rejected Him. And so we have this opportunity, right? To get saved by grace through faith. So much easier than the law and all that anyway. So... Guess what? He understands it. So don't forget that. So I just wanted to point that out because too often in our evangelistic verses, right? For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. He did, right? But it was to the Jew first. But they missed it. So don't forget that. Anyway, so, and then verse 17. And then I'll circle back around. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed. Remember last week I told you that's kind of like the key phrase. It's kind of like the title of the book of Romans. It's the righteousness of God revealed. This entire book is that. It is the righteousness of God revealed. And this is something that's really cool and I think we miss sometimes. It says, For therein is the righteousness of, of God revealed from faith to faith. That is written, the just shall live by faith. So what does that mean? Somebody, I'm, I'm, I want an answer here. Somebody give me something. What does that mean from faith to faith? The righteousness, I think I said that right. The righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. What does that mean? Right? And you might give me some like doctrinal answer that's way more right, but I'm going to tell you what it means to me when I read that. From the Old Testament faith to the New Testament faith, faith in Christ, they have faith in God, but now... It, it, it probably does point to that. 
Right? And that might be the more doctrinal answer. But when I read this, and this is how I've always read it, and it's just really cool. The righteousness of God is revealed, right? So that's what I want. Like if, if I'm like, if I desire one thing for my life, it is what? That I would reveal God's righteousness to the world. Because if I'm not doing that, it, basically I want to I live like Jesus. Because if I'm not revealing that, then what am I doing? So if you want the righteousness of God to reveal from faith, who is the first faith? It's Jesus Christ, right? To who? Now we are the just shall live by faith. Right? We are faith. So, if you want the righteousness of God to be revealed in your life, it is your faith needs to look like the first faith. We need to live like Jesus. Right? And so maybe that's more of a devotional term. I think you're right on track with your right, Chris, in the fact that the Old Testament faith was completely different. Right? That's how they got entrance into heaven. Right? By their works. We're not like that. But instead, we've got the first faith, which is Christ Himself. And faith to faith, man. I know that was last year's theme, and we're, we're we're moved on, right? You're going to find out today, right? Spoiler alert: that you know we're talking about water in this year, right? We're back to to water, and that's that's Brian's word for the year. That's but anyway, faith to faith. I know I thought I said the same thing, Lauren. I'm like, water? Haven't we done that like three times? There's something to it. I'm telling you, Brian's going to give a vision update. Water? Yeah. No, I think holiness, holiness is the word. Uh, water is the theme. Oh, whatever. Same thing. <laughs> whatever. It might be. I don't know. So then I go to like, you know, purifying water. Anyway. You get me off track and I'm not going to get my 17 things in. Okay, so anyway, but that's just really cool because this whole faith to faith thing, if you want, because Book of Romans, right? The righteousness of God revealed. If you want the righteousness of God revealed in your life, like so don't just take this and be like, okay, well, I don't need to study the rest of the book of Romans. But he does kind of lay it out there, right there in the beginning. If you want the righteousness of God to be revealed in your life, your faith needs to look like his faith. Well, what do you mean? He was God, right? Uh, I guarantee you it took some sort of faith to be like, yeah, you can nail me to the cross and I'm going to get out of the grave. That was some kind of faith. Right? It's one thing to be like, yeah, uh, uh, I'm willing to do whatever you say, God. Well, that's what Jesus had to do. I'm willing to do whatever you say, and I trust that it's going to work out. He still was the Son of God. Now, He is God. He's the third part of the Trinity. But He was still the Son of God. He still took that faith. Are you willing to lay your life on the altar every day? That's basically what it boils down to. Okay, so that is that is kind of the, the, the text for today. Okay, so I've got 17 things for you. And these are just things that popped out of me like they were phrases in this introduction that a lot of times we would just read over and we'd be like, okay, yeah, that was, that was a good introduction, Paul. Like a really long run-on sentence and, you know, it was all good. But there were some things here and they just popped into like questions because that's how it works in my brain. I always want to like compare myself how am I doing. So uh, here we go. Uh, here's here's the first one in verse 1. It talks about Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ. Here's your first one. Am I a servant of Jesus Christ? Am I a servant of Jesus Christ? And so, um, I mean, are you? I don't know. Well, I, I like to do the right thing. Well, okay, are you a servant? What is a servant? It is somebody that will do anything, anytime, no matter what. Like, that is what we need to be. Well, I don't like that ministry. Well, that's not a servant's heart. Right? I don't like to... Okay, well, guess what? Am I a servant of Jesus Christ? Also in verse 1, it says that he is uh, called an apostle, separated under the gospel of God. Here's the second one. Am I separated under the gospel of God? Well, what does that mean? I don't know. What does that mean? 
Right? That's the cool thing about this study of Romans is I'm going to allow you to figure out what some of this means, right? Am I separated under the gospel of God? Am I different than I used to be? Because now my life needs to be about the gospel. Am I living it? Right? Am I sharing it? Am I doing See, now I'm telling you what it means, right? I need you to figure it out. Am I separated under the gospel of God? Fast forward to verse 4. He says, "...and declared to be the Son of God with power." Uh, here's your here's your third question. Do I declare to be a son of God with power? He was the son of God, right? We know Jesus Christ, the son of God. I'm not, I mean, you could have learned this over in the Little Lambs class. You're also known as sons of God. You are in the same position that Christ was. He was the son of God. You are a son of God, right? So if that's the case, do you declare it with power? Do you come boldly to the throne of grace? Right? You are a son of God. Do you declare it with power? Right? Well, I'm, that's not that's not my that's not my that's not how I live. Right? I'm kind of timid, and well, guess what? You are a son of God. Do you declare it with power? I'm not saying you got to be outspoken and you know whatever that means, but at the at the end of the day, when it comes time to you know, hey. I don't know how I got here because I don't even like evangelizing, but this person needs to hear the gospel. And God, like, the door is open. I, do I need to find somebody? No. You need to declare. Right? That's what it is. Declare to be a son of God with power. That's what it is, right? That's what he's saying. Also in verse 4, do I have a spirit of holiness? Right? Now, I don't want to step on anybody's toes, but you start talking about holiness, people start getting offended, right? Well, I can't be holy. That's funny because Jesus says, be holy for I am holy. Right? And so, do I have a spirit of holiness? I didn't ask if you were holy. I said, do I have a spirit of holiness? Now, yeah, I know you have the Holy Spirit. Don't flip-flop the words is your spirit, right? The way that you carry about yourself, is it living holiness out or is it not? Verse 5, he talks about uh, by whom we receive grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith. Now, this is another one that gets people's... I don't know. They get offended by. I don't know what I was... I was going to say that. <laughs> I don't know why that's what... Yeah, okay. Am I obedient to the faith? Am I obedient to the faith? And I'm, I'm throwing out all those, you know, ruffle your feather words, right? Obedience, servants, right? Holiness. No, in obedience, guys, come on. If you want to know what obedience looks like, you should know already. But come on Wednesday nights here in February whenever this thing starts. I'm teaching child training, but it's going to be obedience, right? You're going to learn what that's like. Um, so I do encourage you guys to, to come to that. It'll be good. I, we should have talked about that in announcements. As soon as we get a date set. But anyway, there's going to be a 
announcement right here in the middle of teaching. There's going to be like a child training, <laughs> like a child training uh, course uh, on Wednesday nights for probably four weeks. So, <laughs> so. Okay. Anyway, I'm just throwing that out there. So anyway, in my obedience to the faith, also in verse five, do I do things for His name or my name? Hmm, that one. That one gets you. Right? We pray all the time. I pray all the time. Man, I want to do this for God's glory. We need to make sure that that's not just words. And that I'm honestly, am I doing this for His name or for my name? You know, it's, it's all good to be good at something and to be... Are we doing it for God? Because if you're not doing it for God, who cares? All right? I mean, too often people are like, yeah, did you see what I can do? Like, yeah, okay, cool. You can run fast. You're going to get old and you won't be able to. Right? right? Yeah, you can throw a football really far. Okay, that's cool. You're going to get up. But any of these things that were like, yeah, look what I can do. Well, just guess what? I'm telling you, as I get older, I can't do those things anymore. You're going to find out. I signed up for volleyball. Right? The last time I played volleyball... I can't even remember, but I'm sure I was a whole lot better. Like, I have in my mind that I'm going to school y'all. And, like, I'm probably going to be all hobbled up after the first game. That's how this works. It's all for fun. You'll have a great time. <laughs> the whole point is, am I doing it for my name or for God's name? Right? Because too often we're like, yeah, look what I did. Or, I led this person to Christ. I'm like, okay, yeah, you shared the gospel, but God did the work. That's the cool thing about sharing the gospel is you don't have to be good at it anyway because God does the work. So anyway, fast forward, got to get moving. He says uh, in, in verse 6, uh, among whom you are also called of Jesus Christ. So here's kind of a more personal question. How am I called of Jesus Christ? How am I called of Jesus Christ? Now we all know that the will of God is the same for every person, but the plan of God is different. How are you called? How are you called? Verse 7, he goes on, he says, To all the be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints. Are you deserving of the title saint? Well, wait a minute. Aren't saints really special people? Well, here's, here's what the definition of saint is if you look it up. A saint is a person who is recognized as having an exceptional degree of holiness. Well, that's not me. Or likeness or closeness to God. Oh, wait a minute. The last part I might be able to get to. The holiness part, I'm still a ways off. But man, do I have an extreme closeness to God? Well, that's up to me. That's more uh, conditional on me. Because God wants to be as close to me as He possibly can. It's all about me on that. Right? And so, flip-flop those. And so, if I choose to be as close to God as I can, then that means I'm choosing to be holy. Hmm. Now maybe holiness is all on me. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. Holiness isn't as hard as it might not seem. So anyway, are you deserving of the title saint? Verse 8, he goes on, he says, First, I thank God through Jesus Christ uh, for you all that your faith is spoken throughout the whole world. Man, if your faith is spoken out through the whole world, you're getting something done. Where is your faith spoken of? That's number nine. Where is your faith spoken of? Are your kids talking about how mom's reading her Bible all the time? Are your kids talking about how dad never reads his Bible? Right? That was the story at our house for the longest time. My kids were like, 
Mom reads her Bible all the time, but I don't, Dad, he never reads his Bible. I read at work. <laughs> like, it's just how it worked. I got up early and I'd come home and, and they, they, they honestly, like the boys asked Paige at one point, does Dad ever read his Bible? Nope. <laughs> right? But, so it, it starts at home. Is your faith spoken of at home? Is your faith spoken of and the people in the body of Christ? Is your faith spoken of of the lost world? Because that's where it really is spoken of. I know I can go to that guy because, man, he lives it out. He's not a hypocrite. Where is your faith spoken of? Verse 9. For God is my witness who I am served with my spirit and the gospel of the Son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers. Am I interceding in prayer? Okay, so interceding doesn't mean God... Can you please help the Chiefs win today? Man, I hope they do, but uh, it is not. God, can you uh, help me with this? God, can you help me with that? God, can you make this happen in my life? Interceding is praying for somebody else. You're making intercession for them. Right? What? Football yeah. You're intercepting. Right. You, you, are, you are interceding, right? That's Who are you interceding in prayer for? Am I interceding in prayer? Verse 11. For I long to see you that I might impart unto you some spiritual gift. What am I imparting to, into others? What am I imparting into others? It's awesome that you're teaching people stuff. Is it godly stuff? Right? Now, does that mean that you can't teach them worldly things as well? Okay, well, you still need to learn how to do your trade, right? I need to teach people how to swing a hammer. I need to teach people how to do these things. Uh, are they godly, right? Is God a part of it? You know what I'm saying. What am I imparting into others? Verse 12, he goes on. He says, That this, that I might be comforted together with you in the mutual faith, both of you and me. Am I comforted in the faith? Too often we get really in a tizzy, right? Let's just put it like that, because things aren't working out. This isn't happening like I thought it would. That isn't happening like I thought it should. Uh, that, I don't even know what that is, right? <laughs> Whatever. You're not, you're not comforted in the faith. You are comforted in what you can control. That is what that tells me. Guess what? God's in control, so have comfort in that. Yeah, sometimes that's hard. Right, go back, rewind back to the whole the, the whole job thing that uh, Paige and I went through. You know, it was three months ago or four months. I don't know how long ago it was. It was like, what in the world is going on? Right, because it was just it was settled and it was easy, and then it was just like, okay, so what are we teaching? Um, that's a whole different story for a different day. Because if you go back to what I was teaching in past point that I happened to not get through that week before it happened, and then circle back around to finishing teaching the same thing after that had happened it was uh, God was allowing me to walk through some things but anyway it has nothing to do with me but are, are you comforted in the faith? that's what it comes down to are you comforted in the faith? number 13 out of verse 13 now I would not have you ignorant brother that often has a purpose to come unto you but was led hitherto that I might have some fruit among you also pretty simple one here am I bearing fruit? Am I bearing fruit? When was the last time that somebody came to Christ because of something that you had a part of? Now, I'm not saying you were the one who shared the words. But man, 
did your lifestyle point them in that direction? Did uh, your counsel bring them to... I mean, whatever that means, right? Are you bearing fruit? Too often we think that the only way that you get fruit to to God's account, right, is that you are the person who leads somebody to Christ. That's not the case. That's not the case at all. I can't... One of my like biggest things that I look forward to when I get to heaven is... And man, I hope it happens because it's going to be a huge letdown if it doesn't happen, right? But like, is meeting people who I um, have fruit. There's there's fruit to my account that I didn't even know. And what does that mean? Maybe a person that I shared the gospel with on the street in London. Maybe a person that I shared the gospel with uh, at work um, that didn't even get saved at the time. Maybe a person that I did share the gospel with. Maybe anything that you had a hand in. They eventually, later on, get saved. Because they're like, man, that, that really made sense, but it just didn't happen. Okay, well, maybe that person turns into the next Billy Graham. And the only reason that they got saved is because they heard the gospel. Right? And it caused them to, yeah, maybe I need to get back to, to church. And so they get saved. and All of that fruit is going to be fruit to your account. That's exciting to me. Right? Because I want to have my hand in as many things as I can that are godly. And maybe you don't ever see fruit. Maybe you're like, man, I, I, don't, I got an empty tree. Right? I, that is one of the most exciting things. And if that doesn't fire you up, man, there's something wrong with you because that is exciting to me to know that there's going to be fruit to your account that you know not of. So anyway, moving on because I'm running out of time. Verse 14, he says, uh, I am a debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. Who am I a debtor to? Now this could be very practical. It could be... You know, it could be a lot of things. This is a question for you. Who am I a debtor to? Verse 15. So as much as in me, I'm ready to preach the gospel to you in Rome also. Number 15. Am I ready to preach the gospel? Am I ready to preach the gospel? And that, that, that the answer may honestly be, no, I'm not. I don't know what to do. If somebody was to be like, show me. Right? I don't know what to do. Well, guess what? By the time we get done with Romans, if you need to know faster, I'll tell you right now. After class, because I don't want to be over time. But by the time we get done with Romans, you will know. You will know. At least you should know. And if you don't, it's on you. You'll know the easiest way to lead somebody to Christ, the Romans road. Right? And there's a million other ways to do it, but you'll know the Romans road. Right? So anyway, if you don't know, maybe you're just like, man, I, I don't. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not ready to preach the gospel. Okay, well, maybe you do know the gospel and you're just not ready. Well, that's on you, because God says to be ready. So, anyway, am I ready to preach the gospel? Number 16, you, you know what this one's going to be. Am I ashamed of the gospel? Am I ashamed of the gospel? What is that? Well, no, I come to church every week. I didn't ask you if you came to church every week. Does the gospel flow out of you when you are not in this building? When you're not around Christians? That's what not, be, that's, that's what not being ashamed is all about. Like, yeah, I am a Christian and I am very proud of it. Right? Not because it makes me special, but because I'm a, I'm a child of the King. Right? I am I'm forever in debt to that. And so I'll, I'll give my life to it. Right? I'm not ashamed. And then number 17, and this will be one that I ask you all the time, how is the righteousness of God revealed in me? 
how is the righteousness of God revealed in me? Alright, so there's your 17 things. It just turned into 17 because that's how it worked out. I generally don't try to do that many because I like to keep it a little easier, but that's how this worked out. So, here's this week's task. Not, not assignment. If you, if you choose to do it, objective, objective right? Object. We well, can call it whatever you want. It's just not an assignment, right? You don't need you to go in and tell somebody that you don't come to pass point because they give you homework. No, ain't no homework. All right. Here's here. I got three of them this week. If you want to do them, go through this. So this is this is a good one. This is I think this is a good one. Go through and read this week's questions again. And write down real tangible answers to them in your notebook. Real tangible answers. Now, what does that mean? How am I a servant of Jesus Christ? Well, it's not just a well, yes, well, yes, well, no, well, yes. That's not what I'm talking about. How am I a servant of Jesus Christ? How am I obedient to the faith? Or maybe it's, well, what do I need to change in my life to be better at being obedient to? Whatever it is. Go through this. Be real with yourself. This is the introduction to Romans. Let's, let's be real with where you're at. Okay. Here's the second one. Now this is gonna uh, this is gonna like red flag. I'm out. I quit. Memorize Romans one sixteen and seventeen. I didn't know there was Bible memorization in this. Yeah, there is. You said you wanted to study Romans. That's part of it. Memorize Romans one sixteen and seventeen. I'm gonna pick somebody to say it next week, and there will probably be a prize. Don't let me forget a prize. <laughs> Memorize Romans 1, 16 and 17. Huh? If you have the entire book of Romans memorized by next Sunday, I will consider... <laughs> Done. <laughs> All right, so... Memorize Romans 1, 16 and 17. And here, last thing. Read the entire book of Romans one time this week. So, chapters 1 to 16, just read it one time this week at your own pace. You can do it all at once. You can do it uh, in different settings. I don't care how you do it. This is up to you. And then read Romans chapter 1 four times. You're like, I just read it. Keep reading it. I promise, the more times you read it, over and over again, it will be beneficial. Okay? How many times are you reading the book? The book, just one time. <coughs> chapter 1, four times. Got it? Get it? Got it? Good. You don't have to do any of that. But it's. I, I, I think these things will be beneficial moving forward because we're going to eventually like maybe break this thing into some groups where we can really start breaking down and outlining the book and you know you guys you really get to put your hands on breaking it down. So okay, let's pray. We'll get out of here. Sorry, I'm a little bit over. I think it's because you guys talked on announcements for too long or something. So uh, anyway, let's pray. Father God, I love you. I thank you for today. I thank you for the, the Passpoint class, um, the church here at HBF, and just people that love you. Um, God, it is comforting to know that we can come and be in the house of God with people that uh, just believe the same thing that we do. And so, God, I pray that you would just uh, uh, anoint us, uh, send us out this week as lights in a dark world, that we wouldn't be ashamed of the gospel, Lord, but that we would uh, just be obedient to the faith and uh, just obedient to do and uh, go where you call us to go and say what you call us to say. So, 
Uh, God, I pray that you would just uh, speak to us today as we uh, go into uh, main service, Lord. Brian's going to give the first part of his vision update, Lord, that we would just, as a church, be ready uh, to jump on board uh, because, you know, he's he's the leader of this thing. And uh, God, I want to be a servant. I want to be a follower. And I want to be a part of what you're doing here at HPF. And so it starts with uh, just hearing it and being a part of it. So God, I pray that you would just speak through him, uh, that it would be just a good time. Send us out uh, this